Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer today. We've been talking about this uh, question of who is responsible for truth. Uh, We looked at that in our first segment, our Think Again segment today, uh, talking about whether that is social media and big tech controlling that, whether that's government controlling that, business controlling that. Uh, We thought we better go to our uh, ultimate inside source. We're going to get him on a couple of of topics today, but uh, Scott Rasmussen joins us uh, from... Florida, where it's not 104 degrees today. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us. Happy to be with you, Boyd, and happy it's not 104 here. Uh, I'm sure you got a nice sea breeze blowing, and uh, all of the views got to be spectacular. So that's that's all good. Uh, but Scott, I wanted to I wanted you to weigh in. You uh, you had some really fascinating polling uh, because everyone everyone is kind of whining and complaining uh, about uh, you know censorship or uh, you know who's controlling what, big tech, uh, conspiracy theories, misinformation, disinformation. Uh, you went right to the people. Uh, what did the people say <laughs> should be happening? Well, we asked, you know, if you, if you poll about um, free speech, it's really easy. People say, oh, of course, I love free speech. But we ask, you know, we want to put it in context. Is it better to allow offensive speech and inaccurate speech, um, you know, in the name of free speech? Or is it better to have the government decide which is appropriate, what kind of speech is appropriate? Eighty percent said yes, even though we know it's offensive and inaccurate, free speech is better than letting the government decide. Only nine percent went in the other direction. And boy, this is something, you know, this is a tough topic because uh, people with news sources that lean to the political left have one set of information they know very well, and they simply are uninformed about other topics. People who listen to right-leaning news sources have the same phenomenon. They're just about different issues. Uh, And so that leads people to think the other side isn't well-informed. Well, unfortunately, uh, we have no common ground in terms of what the news is, and that's why it's important to let lots of voices be heard. Yeah, and that and that is that free speech component, having those voices heard, and then making sure that as individuals we're being discerning and we're being also open and that we're looking at all the different sources. You had an earlier survey that also had some interesting things in terms of that restricting free speech worry versus the worry of, you know, uh, conspiracy theories, fake news, misinformation. 
Yeah, 49% said they're more worried about restricting free speech than the spread of fake news and misinformation. Only 38% took the opposite view. So again, people recognize there's an issue here, and and ultimately the only way you can defend against it is to be a discerning uh, consumer of news. Look for news sources that don't always confirm your own view. When something comes across that you don't agree with, uh, you know, that then you ought to consider it. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. Uh, you know, I did a poll on Dr. Fauci the other day, and uh, after all the revelations that have come out about his emails and accusations back and forth, people's opinions of the doctor have barely changed. Democrats like him. Republicans don't. It was the same thing back in March because they're only hearing one side of the story, so nobody's changing their mind. Yeah, and that is the key, is we've got to be open to get all the information. Uh, And again, ultimately, we've got to make sure we're putting on that discerning hat and uh, doing things not just based on the emotion, but actually looking at the facts, the figures, uh, all the things that make that up. Uh, And we'll continue that discussion uh, as we go through the day-to-day. And uh, Scott always gives us great perspective in terms of, uh, I think everyone does agree, we don't want the government to be in charge of of the truth-o-meter, I think, in the end. And and by the way, boy, just just to be really clear about it, I did a poll about a year or two ago where I listed a whole bunch of horribly offensive statements. I mean, things that I would be embarrassed to even say on the radio right now. And I asked people if these should be banned as hate speech. Mm. And Less than a majority said any one of those items should be banned. Now, overwhelmingly, people said they were inappropriate. They were offensive, but they didn't want them banned as hate speech because, again, the power, giving the government that power creates more problems than it solves. Yeah, that's right. Often that is the case that the uh, the cure is worse than the disease, to be sure. Uh, well, one other area that uh, I know you've been tracking closely, uh, and, that, and we all have, we've been talking about infrastructure and uh, what's going on and kind of the president's agenda in general. Uh, we were just debating before you came on, uh, we were talking about infrastructure, and of course, we're still debating what infrastructure really is. Uh, with the G- Utah Jazz now locked at 2 2 uh, with the Los Angeles Clippers, with both Mike Conley and uh, Donovan Mitchell hobbling, uh, we've declared. Uh, Mike Conley's hamstring and Donovan Mitchell's ankles are absolutely infrastructure and they need to be fixed ASAP. Uh, but you've been, you've been watching two other major players, Joe Manchin and uh, Kirsten Cinema out of Arizona, that the left has actually been saying, hey, they're the problem, even though they're on our team. Uh, how are you seeing that play out? Well, yeah, the, the story here is that a lot of political people on the left, a lot of Democrats are saying cinema and mansion are the biggest problem in the country today because they're not going along with what Joe Biden wants. They're not going along with the progressive agenda, and they will not vote to end the filibuster. Uh, and, you know, I do understand the frustration when you're in a political battle, you want to win. But the reality is the problem is not Uh, these two senators. The problem is the underlying agenda does not have popular support. Yes, people want an infrastructure plan, and my version of it would include some infrastructure support for the New York Yankees batting order. (laughs) But in the the grand scheme of things, uh, what people want is an infrastructure program that is more focused on traditional infrastructure needs, which might be roads and highways and bridges and things like that, and they prefer a smaller plan rather than a bigger plan. And they prefer something that is paid for, at least partially, by cutting other government spending. Now, you put all those pieces together, um, and that's not where Joe Biden's plan is. President Biden has produced a very ambitious program 
It doesn't have public support, and it doesn't have the support of these two senators. So even if the filibuster went away, nothing's going to change. And we see this on issue after issue. Uh, People on both sides do it. Right now, progressives are citing polls saying everybody loves our ideas, and they do love the concepts of infrastructure programs or voting reform. But when you get to the details of the legislation that's being proposed, uh, the support just isn't there. Yeah, and that uh, that is always the case. These big sweeping bills, the names are always great. The titles are always great. Uh, the high level stuff sounds awesome and wonderful, but you get down into the nitty gritties, and uh, and that is why the filibuster is so important. It is a feature, not a flaw. Uh, to actually force some of these debates and and make all of that happen. Uh, Scott Rasmussen uh, joining us from Florida today. Always appreciate your perspective on uh, these critical issues, and we'll work on that uh, infrastructure for the New York Yankees batting lineup uh, in our next conversation. Do it, do it quickly. Okay, thank all right. you. Hey, thanks, Scott. Great stuff as always. Uh, love having Scott Rasmussen on with us. He always gives us that perspective Uh, in terms of where the American people are. But I I think, again, just to reiterate what Scott shared with us, you know, one, that the infrastructure plan and much of the agenda that the Biden administration is rolling out is much further to the left in the details. Uh, And the American people are not on board with that. They are on board with a lot of the high-level concepts uh, and principles of it. And that is why I continue to say we've got to move towards very skinny bills, very targeted, laser-focused, so we know what's in it, we can debate it, we can amend it, and we can vote on it in front of the American people and and politicians can be held accountable for it. That is the way it is supposed to be done. Again, the getting rid of the filibuster is not the answer. The filibuster is a feature, not a flaw. Uh, And as long as we do it right, as Congress does its job right, the filibuster is not going to be the problem. It's the proposal that is going to be the problem. And then coming full circle, just remember, uh, you are responsible for the truth. Get all the information from as many places as you can. Uh, don't just hear one side of the story. And we definitely don't want government deciding uh, where the truth lies. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, another crucial conversation. John Dougal is going to join us talking about money coming in. Where is it coming from and is it sustainable? Find out what that's all about coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.